want to welcome you to our program today at Berkeley Evangelistic Association. We appreciate very much you tuning us in to our broadcast with our series we're doing on spiritual sickness. And today we're going to be in lesson number seven, entitled Demons and Disease. Demons and Disease. You know, I called a memory about Jesus uh, teaching in one of the synagogues on a Sabbath. Uh, in Luke chapter 13 verses 10 through 16 and I believe we've told this before in one of the earlier lessons but there's a woman there who had been crippled by a spirit for some 18 years and we pick it up in verse number 10 he says now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation against Jesus, or because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it now, for, for 18 years she should be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And also there's a story on another occasion of a man that knelt before Jesus in Matthew chapter 17, verses 15 through 18. And we pick it up in verse 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So now we come to the question about this situations, or these situations, I should say that Jesus experienced with these folks. What is the cause? This is definitely a relationship between healing and the need for deliverance. Now there's a difference between healing and being delivered. And that's gonna be the, the meat of this uh, lesson today. And uh, we have our opening prayer. We're going to continue with this and we'll look at the cause. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. Thank you very much for listening to us today. And we welcome you. We pray that God will bless you today, yours and your, and your family, and uh, that he will meet your needs and bless you with a double portion. So let's go to prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity once again, Lord, to, uh, to study this lesson, Lord, to talk about uh, your divine love for us, Lord, that you uh, heal us and deliver us from evil, as in your Lord in the in your prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, 
deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever. Father, bless each one listening today. Lord, I pray that you open their minds and their hearts. Receive your word and this lesson in Jesus' name. Amen. So once again, we, we can read and may understand or discover that around the world, many are never healed because they have not received deliverance from the spirits that made them sick. Now, please understand, I am not saying that every disease is caused by a demon or evil spirit, because earlier, you may recall, we were identifying some sickness and some diseases from genetics passed down through generations from our, from our ancestors. But we must realize there is a need for both natural healing and demonic healing. Let's look at Mark 1, 32 through 34, and here we will plainly see biblical proof of demon possession. We pick it up in verse 32. It says, At the evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now this is very interesting that uh, Jesus, the Bible plainly says they were demon-possessed. But most people today will say, you can't be demon-possessed. I don't believe that. Well, it's very true because there's no different today than it was in those days. Satan just changes his tactics a little bit, and he kind of blends himself in with the world today, and, and people are possessed or being influenced by evil spirits. And um, Satan has it set up so that you don't even realize that you're being influenced. He says that he cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. The demons know Jesus. The, the demons uh, believe there's a God because they know of God. They know God, and yet they're not saved just because they know them. But Jesus has to become your personal uh, friend and, and your uh, Savior, and he has to be in your heart. Now, he's not in the heart of the demons. They know who he is, but they don't worship him. They don't have him in their heart. Now notice that Jesus accomplished two things here. Jesus healed many who had various diseases, and he also drove out many demons. Now we were just talking about this, and now we must always go back to our basic Bible teachings, and we learned as children and young people. The world we live in is a fallen state. In this fallen state, it is full of evilness, sickness, plagues, diseases, and so forth and so on. Many, though, will not believe in possession of demonic spirits, we know what God that God in the same and uh, is the same and never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let us recall that Satan is in the world uh, also, and this is his domain for right now, and he does not change either. The Bible says that Satan has no new sin or temptations that are uncommon to man. He is not a creator. He is using the same techniques that he had has always used and man is the one that has changed we have developed into a modern educated man educated in what man's knowledge and understanding we no longer recognize demon possession as a possibility instead we see things differently and might say 
The evil person has a mentally distorted personality that causes them to do certain things. Okay, in some cases, there, there are those born mentally challenged. But there are many that are perfectly sane and do some of the most hideous things. Every sin that is mentioned in the Bible has not been changed by Satan, but instead has modified and enhanced by man himself. Satan does not have to create new evil. We do it for him through man's imagination. So that leads us to say that uh, some people simply need healing from the disease or sicknesses they have, but we have to understand that others need deliverance from the spirits that have made them sick. Just the thought that demons could be behind sickness sounds extreme. And if that is the case, then perhaps we need a more extreme approach to healing. Some might even say we need some balance. Truly, we do need some balance. However, to some people, the word means middle of the road compromise. Let me say this at this point. Let me say this. You and I cannot compromise with Satan. Now look at how Jesus achieved balance. Jesus achieved balance by being extreme in all points. Jesus taught, number one, extreme love. He said, turn the other cheek. Number two, extreme holiness. If your right eye sins, gouge it out. Number three, extreme faith. If you have faith as a, as a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain. Number four, extreme evangelism. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Number five, extreme deliverance. In my name you shall drive out demons. Balance is not achieved by watering down the fundamentals of the Christian faith. If we do that, we will have a lukewarm Christianity, and I think people are tired of an uncourageous faith. The Bible provides a very direct extreme approach to healing as far as modern thinking is concerned, including the modern thinking of born-again believers. Many Christians quote C.S. Lewis, don't ignore the devil or give him too much attention. Now, I agree with this, but this means we ignore the, uh, the role demons may play regarding sickness. But does this mean we ignore the role demons may play regarding sickness? No, we do not. In studying my research for this chapter, I found that during the 1960s, there was a deliverance movement, and many Christians saw demons behind every bush. It seemed that any problem that someone had was attributed to a demon, from the flu to overeating. Now, in this day, we find the church scaling down the demon or the devil's effects and demon possession. Due to this, you no longer have to look behind shrubbery for demons. You can find them parading down the streets almost unnoticed. When was the last time you went to a Christian get-together meeting or even church service where they had a preacher, evangelist, or a speaker devoted to the teaching of deliverance? Never forget this. When you hear or see the word deliverance, know that this is possession of evil spirits. Deliverance covers a wide array of sins and addictions, including alcoholism, drug habit, sexual immorality, 
and that includes all the modern day sexual attractions and we do go on and on but I think you get the idea today pastors preachers evangelists and even laymen are teaching on church growth friendly evangelism prosperity and a host of other important subjects rarely do they mention the delivering from evil spirits my friends our God the creator of the earth the universe and all that we know is a healing delivering God he seeks to deliver the faithful and those who love him from their infirmities and their addictions don't misunderstand me please I believe in teaching all those uh, needed subjects but how about devoting a portion of those seminars to the scriptural principles of setting people free the problem with downplaying demons and evil spirits is not just found in uh, denominational churches it can be encountered in Pentecostal and charismatic churches as well the spirit-filled movement seems to be afraid to tackle this subject perhaps because they don't want to be viewed as unscientific or they are afraid that Christians will give a disproportionate time to demons whatever the case I believe there is a need and it is needed a new and greater emphasis on the need for deliverance with a stress on biblical accuracy now we ask the question is it the devil now in order to act correctly in faith and prayer we must ask this question how can I tell if a demon is a source of the sickness or if it is just a natural cause now this is a very important question you always want to make sure you're believing and praying correctly so we must search the scriptures to come up with some answers here are a few of the, of the ways we can be able to know whether or not demons are behind a sickness number one it is demonic if the discerning of spirits is in operation now in 1 Corinthians 12 7 through 10 but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy and to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues now notice the seventh gift on the list was discerning of spirits God gives at times the ability to see and perceive the operation of good and evil spirits the word discernings comes from the word judge it is hard at times to judge where a spirit is the cause of a sickness but through the gifting of the Holy Spirit you'll be able to correctly decide the word discernings is actually in the plural and that is how it is original in the Greek this means that discernment can come in various forms first it can arrive in the form of a vision in which you actually see the demon with your eyes now a very prominent radio and television preacher Dr. Irwin Lutzer running to win program that's on the radio had a vision where he actually saw three demons in his bedroom 
This was at a time when he had just signed up for the internet service in his home. God let him know that now there was a device in his home that Satan could use against him and could destroy him if he was not careful. Now also we have Kenneth Hagin. He tells a story of when he was preaching in the country church and a man came forward for prayer. From every outward appearance, the man looked normal, except his face showed pain. As he came closer to the preacher, Hagen said that he had a vision in which he saw a monkey-looking creature wrapping his arms around the man's head as in a headlock. Immediately, Brother Hagen exclaimed to the spirit, In the name of Jesus, you foul spirit, leave this man at once. The spirit looked startled and taken back that Hagen had seen him. Next, the spirit eyed him for a moment, so Hagen told him again, looking him in the eyes, I told you to leave this man. Knowing that the spirit had been uncovered, it replied, Well, I don't want to leave, but if you tell me I have to, then I will go. With boldness, Hagen commanded, You will have to go. The spirit released the man's head and jumped off his shoulder, landing on the floor. It just looked at Hagen for a moment, Hagen persisted, you will have to leave the premises now. And the spirit whimpered like a beaten dog and stumbled out of the church. Now these stories are dramatic accounts of discernings of spirits coming in the form of a vision. The discernings of spirits can work in different ways. The word discern means perceived by the sight or some other sense or by the intellect. As you can tell, from this definition, discernment is not perception by sight only. It can come through other senses, such as hearing, smelling, or feeling. Another prominent evangelist, Earl Roberts, which I'm sure that people remember, the renowned healing evangelist, says that oftentimes he can smell the demon in a person. Perhaps no one else can smell it at the time, but he can. This is another form of discernment. Many feel the presence of a demon. That may start to sweat, get clammy, or have a tingling sensation. I have heard some say that they feel fire when they get near a demon. Hagen was told by the Lord that when he lays hands on the sick, if he feels fire going back and forth to, uh, to his hands, then there is a presence of a demon in the sick person he is praying for. Others may feel cold, a chill, or some physical sensation. God is sovereign, so he will work with you in his way to help you discern a demon. The more common way that, that discernment works, however, is through a knowing that something is there. You may call it your intellect or gut feeling. You just know that you know that a spirit is behind the sickness. This is another form of discernment, and this is the typical way God uses. Okay, number two, it is demonic if the sickness affects the spiritual life of the sick. Okay, demons, when they are present, do not just affect the body, but also the spiritual life of the individual. Do the sickly have peace even though they are sick? If they feel at ease even when afflicted, then most likely the disease is natural. There is probably no demon involved. However, one should always look to find evidence 
of spiritual growth. If it is occurring in the, in the sick person, then their disease seems to be a natural causes. On the other hand, if the sick are being hurt spiritually, then the disease could have some uh, demonic roots. Demons are not interested in simply bringing physical infirmities, but they desire to hurt the uh, spiritual life of the person. Once there was a pastor speaking in a little church in the suburbs of Dallas. He preached his heart out, and yet there was very little enthusiasm, uh, enthusiastic response from the congregation, except for one dear elderly woman who kept shouting, Praise the Lord. That's right. Keep preaching. She was so exuberant. After the service, while he was signing his books he had, he had written, a rather large gentleman walked up and said to him, I want to apologize for my mother. She was the one who kept shouting, praise the Lord. So the pastor told him not to worry, that he really enjoyed her enthusiastic response. Then he told him, you see, she shouts praises because she has Alzheimer's. The only person who seemed to enjoy the message was a lady with Alzheimer's. The point here is the dear woman did not have a demon. A demon would not be shouting praise the Lord. Her disease was just physical. She was still intact spiritually, even if her mind was diseased. On the other hand, there are physically ill people who get furious at preaching. Now, who would get furious over the ministry of the word? The only ones would be the devil and his demons. If you are physically sick, give yourself a checkup. For example, if you find yourself becoming angry over reading this chapter or listening to the gospel being preached, could it be you, uh, you are not only sick in body, but there is also something else wrong? Not accusing them, just saying. Now, many Christians grow more spiritually during their sickness, and that is an indication that they don't have a demon. However, in cases where the sick are not experiencing spiritual growth but getting bitter, angry and more sinful then maybe and I am led to believe that their sickness has a demonic root they need more than healing they need deliverance and point number three is it is a it is demonic if there are strange occurrences taking place with the disease a danger sign there are demons causing infirmity is when there are unusual happenings taking place with the person who is sick when MSNBC featured this particular ministry, they showed a woman in the church congregation with depression. How was she convinced it was a spirit that caused her condition? She knew it because she also had strange unexplained marks on her body. She did not just suffer from clinical depression. There was something else tormenting her. Those marks on her body testified that there were supernatural agents involved in her depression. Here is a scripture to consider. Matthew 17, 15, and 18. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. Now, we read this earlier. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. How can we tell that the boy's problem wasn't simply epileptic seizures? In this case, we know by the fact that the 
attacks took place at very inopportune times, especially at moments that endangered the boy's life. He would have the seizures near fire or near water, and he would often fall into them. There was a sign of demons. This also happens today. Some people become ill at the most inopportune times, such as when they go to church or attend a very important meeting. We can all successfully pray for deliverance for people who seem to get sick only on Sunday mornings and at no other times. It is clear that the devil is causing an infirmity to occur at certain times in order to prevent the person from the hearing the word. Others become sick when they start to read the Bible, while some fall ill when they begin to share their faith. Anyone that believes and trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ can pray and cast out evil spirits and deliver people from their infirmities such are, that are caused by demons or these spirits. We have to believe and have faith in Christ that he is going to act on the behalf of the injured person. God does not want his children to suffer with possession. Jesus has overcome and beat Satan in his name. We stand against evil, and there is no battle or question of victory. Satan lost. In the case with epilepsy, we need to ask, does the person have seizures at very dangerous times or at ordinary times? If these attacks come during unsafe times, it appears that demons may be the cause. However, if the seizures take place at normal times, then it is likely to be a physical problem only. Someone might say, if the disease is diagnosed by doctors, doesn't that disprove that demons are causing the sickness? Not really, because there is a false assumption that diseases have life in themselves and that no spirit is causing the disease to live. For example, the Bible says the body without the spirit is dead. Although you cannot see the human spirit, it is the force that keeps the body alive. Doctors might think it is the heart that sustains life, yet the Bible says it is the spirit that gives us breath, just as an invisible force keeps our bodies functioning. The same is true of diseases. A disease may have some life beyond the germ that keeps it alive. The condition is real and can, and can be seen, yet the evil spirit behind the disease may keep it alive. Just as our human spirit keeps our bodies alive, once the offending spirit is cast out of the body, then the disease, without its life source, must die. This is why an illness may have both physical and demonic roots. Folks, Jesus Christ, I like to say Jesus Christ at his resurrection and during his crucifixion, dying on the cross and all the work that Jesus did on his cross, he took the devil to the woodshed and he defeated him. He took away all the keys of possession. He took back the deed of the property of the earth that Adam gave to him. And Jesus is a conqueror over Satan and all his demons. Now, if we believe in Jesus Christ and he lives within us and he's our savior, then we too, through faith, have the power to cast out and deliver people from demons. Now, I know that it's... Uh, some people are thinking that this is far-fetched because we're talking about demon possession. But believe me, the evilness in the world is caused by the devil and his demons. He is the author of sin 
and the evilness in this world we live in. It is the devil's world. The Bible tells us that, that we live in his world, not citizens of this land, but citizens of heaven. And without Jesus Christ, we stand alone in the devil's domain. So we have to say, with Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan, and cast you out. Because Jesus has already defeated you, and you have no power over me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for being with me today. I hope that this message was meaningful to you and that it uh, gives some clarity about sickness. And, and most of all, to show that the devil has, has a power to possess people and influence people in the world today. Now, thank you for being here. We pray that God will richly bless you and we'll have our closing prayer and then we'll uh, be dismissed. Father, thank you for this day that you've given us. Father, I thank you for Jesus that came and died on the cross for our sins, Lord, so long ago. Lord, that he made it possible for us to have the opportunity to come before you with prayer and, and uh, supplications, Lord, that we can uh, lay our petitions at your feet and ask that you would uh, answer our prayers, Father, and we uh, are able to come to you and, and, and ask uh, for your love and your mercy. And Father, we thank you for the blessings that you bestow upon us every day, just the blessings of life. And Father, I pray for those that, uh, that you might meet their needs today, Lord, in some way, somehow, that if they have, they're in need of, of uh, the basic necessities, Lord, that you would uh, fill this, Lord, and, and bring someone to them or their needs would be met in some way, Lord. Bless them. Give them a triple blessing of your love and your mercy and let them know that you are truly their God and that you love them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving us and for your word that you taught us through the New Testament. Father, thank you so much. We can never thank you enough. Lord, there's nothing I can do on my own to bring myself to uh, be good enough to come to heaven, but through Jesus Christ, through his righteousness, it is possible. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.